BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is a transformative time for Black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. Welcome to my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to develop a plan to reach their dreams. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. You can only exceed expectations by believing in yourself. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, lead with your gift and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My guest is Warren Campbell. He's a music visionary, executive, and leading producer of R&B, gospel, and hip-hop music. Campbell's ability to create chart-topping hits across a multitude of genres has made him critically acclaimed as one of the most prolific record producers of our time. He's on the show to discuss his company, Block Inc., an independent record label founded by the Grammy Award-winning producer, being featured on TV One, Unsung, the Hitmakers episode. Warren is dropping a clothing line called Ernest Paul, balancing his tenure as the pastor of California Worship Center in North Hollywood, being a proud father, daughter going to Spelman. He has he has three kids total and being married to Everett Campbell for over 20 years. We got a lot to talk about. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the one and only Warren Campbell. How you doing, sir? Did I get it all in? Did I get it all in? <laughs> wow, man. That's, that was the intro. You brought me out, man. That was crazy. <laughs> I told you, I told you before we got on. I said we got a lot to talk about, man, man. But it's all yeah. good. For first, I'm a, first, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you with your daughter and Spellman because I've been showing video after video of Angelina Jolie. Her daughter enrolled in Spellman. She down there doing the electric slide. Now, where were you? Where were you yeah. at? Where were you at, Warren? She down there electric slide. Oh. Where were you at? I, I was watching. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> love it, man. I love it, brother. Talk about your daughter, man, down in Atlanta, enrolling in a, a prestigious HBCU school and what it means to, first of all, I got a daughter, so I know this, that separation fear, worry constantly, the letting go and trust in life. Let's talk about that yeah. for a minute there, sir. 
Well, you know, this is the first person that made me a father. This is my my, mm-hmm. my, my big girl, my mm-hmm. oldest, and we're very close. And so uh, instead of just sending her down there, I drove, man. <laughs> I, 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 I drove from Los Angeles mm-hmm. all the way to Georgia. Awesome. I said, it started out with just me and her because I said, you know what? Before I let her go, I want some father-daughter time. I want a week to really, you know, talk to her for real. Right. Mm-hmm. For real on these boys uh, next door over at, uh, at Clark and, and Morehouse. And yes, that. sir. But somewhere along the way, my wife jumped in and said, you ain't going by yourself. I'm coming, too. And then my, <laughs> other, my other two kids wanted to come. So we, we took a family road trip, man. It was beautiful. Uh, bonding at last. We were on the road for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and we had to we had to let her go. Uh-huh. We had to let her go. And she's 17 years old, man. Right. It, mm-hmm. it, was just, it was emotional. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not been away from me for more than two weeks before ever, you know, going mm-hmm. to camp. And, things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, so I had to to rely on uh, the training that I that I instilled in her. You know, right. uh, if you train up a child in the way that he or she, or he or she should go mm-hmm. when they're old, they won't depart. Don't mean they won't depart at all. It just means that when they get old and they start grappling and wrestling with life, they're going to revert back to the teaching right. that they that they learn. So I'm just trusting that I'm trusting that. We uh, um, we deposited enough in her mm-hmm. uh, that she can use when she's you know faced with tough life choices, and that we're not there for. And you know, right. and 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 the thing is, I, I feel good because she called me yesterday. I was waiting. She hadn't called me, man. It's been I'm like it's almost a week. <laughs> right, 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 right. I know she that. Finally, she finally called me yesterday. I said, "Oh man, I felt good." As <laughs> <laughs> my daughter, I said, "Come on now, don't, don't forget now." You know, you know, and right. just watching them grow up because uh, it, you know, because you have the media out there. You see the news. You see the violence. You see the the unexpected. You know, you see the victim of being a, a people of color. All these different things come into play because of the fact that you know you protected this young child through elementary school, you know, first of all, let's go back to the birth. It's a miracle to have a healthy child. Everybody yes. should know that. That's a blessing. And yes. then to let them go out there into a world this many miles from you, that's a courageous move on your part, Warren. I'm going to just tell you right now, brother. That's courageous. No, it, it was, it was, you know, it was a God thing, man. She, um, she wanted to get into a certain school and she didn't get into that school. Mm-hmm. And and I felt, I felt like as a, as a father, yes, sir. I felt like a failure. Cause I said, you know what? I should have had her apply to more schools, but because we're all in our family, we're all very creative thinkers. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily a family full of, you know, um, educated, you know, uh, people in terms of nobody went to college. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I started doing this. What I do now, since I started at 13 years old. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I wasn't even thinking about college. By the time I graduated high school, I was already making a lot of money in the music business. Yes, sir. So mm-hmm. um, I thought my daughter, she's a very creative person, amazing singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. performer. And I just thought, you know what? She don't have to go to college. She's going, you know, she's going to go her own path. And then a lady came and uh, knocking saying, listen, she was an alumni from um, from Spelman. Yes, sir. By the name of Dr. Mary Gaffney. I will never forget Dr. Mary Gaffney. She called us and said, I have been mandated to get Krista Campbell into Spelman. And <laughs> a lady we never met before. Mm-hmm. Right. She said, I need you to bring Krista, fly down to Spelman on this date, and when she leaves, she'll have an, accept- an acceptance letter. We mm-hmm. went down there, Krista toured the campus, and 
And I'd never seen her excited about school like that. She said, Dad, I want to go here. Wow. She was serious. Wow. Been on that campus. I said, well, okay. And so we waited, and they sent her a letter and said she was accepted. And it's like God opened that door. That had nothing to do with us. And I said, mm-hmm. now, we, we we received grace for that because I felt like, you know, we we didn't get her there, but God helped us. So, so for these last two kids, right. we, we ain't going to do that this time. I'm going to make sure that we do everything that we need to do to make sure they, they, they get to where they need to go. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. But you know, you've been a guy, like I said, since 13, you've been in the music business. And when I throw out the word R&B, gospel, I throw out hip hop, all of them really have their own dominant force, their dominant sound, their dominant role. You know, you can say that, you know, that hip hop kind of pulls from R&B, but that gospel genre, you know, feeds to the R&B, the secular sound and all that. How do you and your mind, Warren, disseminate the difference? Is it the lyrics or is the beat? For me, it's the lyrics. Gospel, by definition, is the good news. Right, it is. Good news comes in form of words, mm-hmm. not sounds or melody. So, uh, yeah, there was, uh, at the inception of gospel music, a sound, that's only because that was the sound of that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I don't think it was meant to carry on forever or not evolve. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there's traces of all kinds of things uh, in, in gospel music. Now, why? Because gospel is the ancestor yes. for all music. Yes. Everything starts there, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, out of the cotton fields, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we, we created this sound and jazz springs from it. So does blues. So does rock. And now hip hop is just the gumbo that stirs it all together. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take, you know, just like when we were given the scraps to eat as slaves. Right. You know, we took that and made, you know, soul food, which is now the most one of the most popular cuisines in the world. <laughs> right. It's a cuisine it's, now. It's a cuisine now. It's a cuisine. <laughs> hip hop is the most dominant genre in the world. Mm-hmm. And what we did was we did this just like soul food. We took the scraps, a little piece of this record, a little piece of that, and we turned it into other things and we created hip hop. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. And that's because really you are you are born through hip hop, I would have to say. Yeah. You know, through hip hop. Yeah. Now, and the reason I bring that up because the fact that you're you're a pastor now, and yeah. not saying that you know hip hop can't be a passion hip hop, but these yeah. there's so many different styles of hip hop that you that you walk into. There's languages that you walk into. What mm-hmm. defines you as a person? I want to say, Warren. I, I you know people will say you're a Christian, but that's that's a you know that's a word I, I seldom use because more than anything I'm a believer, right? Because you got to think about was Jesus a Christian? No, he's just, he was Jesus. You know right, I mean? right. <laughs> uh, but I believe in Jesus. I'm a believer in, in the word of God, and I follow that. I live my life by that, right? And uh, if you do that, that means you got to read that and understand what it is. Most people just join churches and follow some guy that don't really know the Bible. And, and so they have all these rules and things they live by. Uh, I, I, I grew up in a house where my father was my pastor, but he's also my father, and he was a very learned guy. You know, he was educated. hmm he let me know early when I was trying to impress my father by saying, Dad, you know what? I'm never going to do any secular music. He mm. said, Listen, man, sit down for me. Let me talk to you. <laughs> he said, I was 15 years old. He said, I see you started making money 
at this. He said, music is your passion. Guess what? Music is your, your job. Right. Music is your career. Right. Right. M- music is your occupation. Right. So now what you have now is a, 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 a crossroads, right? Mm-hmm. You got your occupation and you got your salvation. Mm-hmm. Now you have to have, you have to walk a balance because you cannot let your occupation walk all over your salvation. You got to have a standard. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my, my father sent me out while other church members were saying he shouldn't be doing second music because the church is very unfair right. to musicians. You can only do gospel music. If you don't if you do anything other than gospel music, then you're going to hell. But right. we don't we don't say to the to the Christian uh doctors, you better only work on, you know, Christian patients. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're a dentist, you better only work on Christian teeth. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> My dad, my dad was like, no, man, go out there and do the music you love. Mm-hmm. Just have a standard. Right. I love so that. I, I love that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I knew that the the, the roadblocks and the, and the naysayers, because that's why I always talk about gifts. You know, don't let your friends, family, uh, your coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. Because so many people will interfere and, and try to tell you and yeah. try to will their, their values on you. And that's important to be able to. And so your father played a major role in keeping you focused. Really? And it's really their fears. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like my, my mother was 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 she was a big supporter mm-hmm. when it came time to me going to college or going on the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had three choices of schools I was going to go to. their big music schools, Berkeley School of Music, mm-hmm. uh, Columbia University and Cal Arts here in uh, California. Mm-hmm. My dad said, well, listen, you had this opportunity. There was a tour going out in 1994, January. Mm-hmm. And um, and I had just graduated high school in 93, and I got this opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. And to, to play on the road with Brandy, and we were going out with Boys to Men and Babyface. Right. And I was going <laughs> to make on, all this money. Because let's, let's slow that down now, see, people. Brandy, when Brandy was straight fire, okay? Yeah. Boys to Men, straight uh, yeah. fire, okay? And Babyface wrote everybody's song. Okay, everybody saw. You just so, graduated from high school man, going out with them folks. And everybody, every city we went to, every black person in the town was at that show. Right, you know, right. Mm-hmm. We were doing big arenas. And um, my father sat me down and said, listen, you you can go to school to learn or, you know, they can teach you what you're getting ready to go out and get paid to do. Right. He said, mm-hmm. he said, it doesn't make sense. I think you should do it. School is going to be here. This opportunity may not be. Right. Mm-hmm. So my mother, because of her fear, was like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But she was, she was like, it's not going to work. You got to get education. Mm-hmm. But that was just, it's not that she didn't love me. That was just her fear. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you can't, other people's fear, you know, you can't live. I couldn't live my life through her fear and other people around me that were saying, you probably Mm-hmm. Man, that's a that's a that's a mistake. You got all these schools you can go to. Mm-hmm. So I jumped out there and never looked back, man. And, and, and I met so many people, and it was the catalyst uh, for what I do now, man. And I, a lot of those relationships I still hold today. Absolutely. You know the beauty of this conversation, and I like to say conversation I'm having with you, Warren. I'm speaking to Warren, a true hit maker. He's going to be featured on the Unsung series, an episode called Hit Makers. When you yeah. when you are being recognized, and you you got Grammys, you got awards, and you know, and and sometimes you don't appreciate. It. I know that, you know, it's really crazy when you get. Sometimes you get an award, you you humbly take it, but you don't realize how unique that award is. Because yeah. I know on this show, because I get a lot of people use nominated 
you know, I nominated for an Oscar, nominated for a Grammy. So doing this show, I've learned to appreciate my little Emmys, okay? Yeah. Because I got it. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. because so many people don't have it, but they're using credits to say they were at least recognized. At least nominated, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So talk about that. I I, I realize, man, it, it never gets old. I, I was with the, because you, you have to make a conscious decision uh, and be intentional about appreciating those things. I was one time, I was with uh, a, a well-known producer. I'm not, not going to say his name. Right, this right. guy has 20 Grammys. And right. I mm-hmm. was in the studio with him. And at this time, I had two Grammys. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was in the studio visiting this guy. And we were watching TV. We were watching the Grammys on TV. Right. And he won Producer of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> while we're sitting there watching it and his response was like this I said man I'm going nuts oh my god he's sitting there like this going oh man I said to myself I ain't never going to be like that no, mm-mm, mm-mm, no mm-mm. I appreciate every award I, I've, I've won you know you have your Grammy statues and you have your Grammy plaques right uh, between all of those put together I might have about 17 of those things man but in, st- in terms of statues I have five or six statues, right. Grammy, you know, awards. Mm-hmm. And it's never, I just won last year, this past Grammys for uh, Best Rap Song. Right. Uh, with with uh, Kanye featuring um, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> it is, it is. That's like I said, you know, I didn't really get it till I started doing my show. And I just kept seeing people say nominated, nominated, nominated. And I went, Wow. It's, it's a, a, it's, small it's, margin, it's, a small margin, small margin of people trying to make it. Millions didn't make it, but I was one of the ones who did. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You know, TV One Unsung, and when they reached out to you and talked about wanting to recognize you and t- tell a part of your story, because you're really a documentary, you know, that's another conversation, you know, yeah. 13 years old. <laughs> you know, you mess with the wrong person, Warren. I'm the type of guy, I'll be knocking on your door like that lady from Spelman. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Campbell. I'm out here to see you, Eric. I'm here to see Big Dog here. <laughs> we want to do a documentary on him. Tell his story, do a movie. You know, if they can do Marvin Sapp movie, they Dog show can do the Warren Campbell movie. <laughs> hey, hey, one, of, one of these days, we got to do it too. <laughs> Love it. So, on the Hitmaker, what, what, what did you want to say, or why did you actually do that that particular episode? <sighs> one, because you know, I thought it was a, a huge opportunity. The first, the first thing I did was I was a little trepidatious because when you think about the show Unsung, right? Uh, you think about guys that who are you know older and who are at the end of their career and, and they do something to talk about. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm riding in the middle of this thing. I ain't, I ain't old yet, man. Let me think. You know, and, and for that reason, I have not let a lot of my artists do it because I'm like, no, nah, we still in our prime. But right. no, nah, they said, no, nah, this is Unsung Presents the Hitmakers. It's not there just, you, you know, it's not that. So I said, okay, let's, let's, let's do it. And man, it was, it was quite a, a, an amazing thing to go back. We went back to the church that I was born in. <laughs> And you know, and I walked that block. We went back to my 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 neighborhood where I grew up in, which mm-hmm. is the reason why I called my label My Block Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it stems from that block, you know, uh, being growing up on that block in South Central LA, Fifty Second mm-hmm. and Northeast. Mm-hmm. And um, in that, we we talked to about so many different things that I never thought about. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. You know, you do your job. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? I don't talk about my job. I just do it. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, nobody asks me questions at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, who'd you work with? That Nobody. I just do it. And I wake up in the morning, I do it again, I do it again. And you, and you look back, it's been, you know, since I started this thing, it's been over 20 years. Absolutely. And I'm going, really? Like somebody's been chronicling mm-hmm. all these things? Yes. And it, it was, it was a very emotional thing. And I felt honored and blessed just looking back. And saying, like, I'm at an age now where I can still do the exact same thing I did, but this time. Right. I'm at that age. I'm in that middle of my 40s where, you know, um, I'm old enough. Uh, I'm, I'm young enough to still do it, but I'm old enough to know better to do it a better way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and, I, and I love where I'm at with it. And that, that show just helped me, like, realize all of that. It ain't over. I got a whole another second half to, 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 to do. Oh, absolutely. Like the late age is never an excuse. I'm talking to Warren Campbell, a visionary music. Uh, see, he's one of these people, you know, I teased him with that opening because he wanted people to go, Warren doing that too? The reason I say that, he got a clothing line, y'all. 
Okay, now see, see, people out there mad. They happy, but they mad. You know what I'm saying? He doing that too. Oh heck no! Come on now. What else you gonna do? Cook? You gonna start a restaurant? Hot dog stand? What you gonna do next, Warren? You preaching? You you saving souls? You putting kids in college? You got a beautiful wife? She got a national syndicated show? You got Grammys? You got statues? You got plaques? You been doing this since you was came out of high school? Now you got a clothing line? Come on now, stop the madness. Tell us about Ernest Paul. <laughs> Ernest Paul. Ernest Paul is is uh, Ernest Paul Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. My, my grandfather. Love it. So um, one of the reasons why you know me today is because of this man, my grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a lamb on the shirt because people are like, you know, you get a little deep. But it's, is that for the Lamb of God? I said it could be. It's really because my grandfather, every first Sunday of the month, he cooked, he cooked lamb. Wow. Lamb chop. Mm. My grandfather, he was an amazing cook. And we have family dinner at his home every first Sunday. And he mm-hmm. would, I mean, this spread was amazing. It looked like, remember that movie Soul Food? Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. That was my granddad mm-hmm. every first Sunday. So the, the story is, I, I'll tell it to you uh, succinctly. My grandfather, you could appreciate this, Rashawn, mm-hmm. was said to be the Jackie Robinson of radio. Wow. Wow. In the, in the 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, he was said to be the first black on-air personality at NBC Radio. Wow. So he goes in, he gets the job. Mm-hmm. He reads the news, the sports, and the weather. He has this amazing voice, right? Mm-hmm. This is in New York. After he gets off the air, uh, you know, he, he's I mean, excited, you know, mm-hmm. and two white men walk up to him who are also on-air personalities. Uh, while he's outside, he said, hey, good job today. And they tell him his mother, Daisy Campbell's address in the Bronx. He says, listen, good job today, but uh, too bad it's your last day. Mm. Because if you come back here tomorrow, we're going to show up the so-so address and Daisy Campbell, we're going to kill her and we're going to burn the house down. Wow. And, and he said to me, that was during the time that when a white person told you something like that, you believe them. You better believe it now. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But especially in the 40s. You yes, know, sir. He mm-hmm. said, so he never went back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so his dreams just got crashed. And he, right. became, he became a bus driver in New York City Transit, mm-hmm. drove buses for 30, 40 years, you know. And, and so this is my father's father. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, he would drill into my dad. Don't you ever let nobody tell you what you can't do. Wow. Every day, every day. And when I was born, uh, my grandfather, when he got older, he came to L.A. Mm-hmm. to live with us. And mm-hmm. so I was raised in the house with my father and my grandfather. Right. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And he would drill it into me, him and my dad. Don't you ever mm-hmm. let anybody tell you what you can't do. And that's why I have a problem to this day. If you want to see me turn into a maniac. Right. Let me have an idea of something <laughs> I want to do and you tell me I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll break my neck and yours trying to do it. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. The same yeah. way. And so same this way. was some, this was a started as a tribute to him. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, you know, I was good at designing this stuff. All the pieces that we were making, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I realized uh, bigger guys because um, I'm not I'm not a small guy. I, I, I weigh 240 pounds. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They don't have fly clothes, casual clothes. You, I go to the store, and uh, me and my wife went to Paris, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. was gonna shop. I couldn't buy nothing. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna make some fly gear for guys my size. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't go past four X. I wear two X, right? Right. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. even try to try to find the two X in the store. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm, I'm going up to five X. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting ready to. Uh, Go past five X's. I don't want to feed into your obesity too much, but mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna make some clothes for the bigger guys, and that's how this started. And I named it after my grandfather, who was a big guy as well. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that's where that came from. So we we started. We have a whole line right now. You see the t-shirts and the hoodies. Those are just promotional items that we're selling for a year, and then the actual clothing line will come out. Right. Two years with all the the really cool stuff that we already had planned. Well, you uh, know, some I got a client. You know, big. He's big size. He has a. He's a, his name Jeff Jenkins. He, we shoot, we shoot okay. the series right now on Nat Geo. He goes around the world, and it does things that you know challenges his fears. And okay. that outfit, Ernest Paul, man, we I'm gonna get his size. If you don't mind, send us some stuff, and I'm gonna have yeah. him wear it on the on the show. Put it on social media because his name is Jeff Jenkins. His his, his, his social media is called Chubby Diaries, and he's a he's a renowned traveler. He goes around food, travel, and that geo. He's in fact he's right now taping. He just left New Zealand, and he's taping his second episode to this this week. He's in uh, Alabama taping his second episode this week, and uh, like I said, we're gonna tape ten episodes the first season. What you're talking about is somebody I love for him to you know just give you extra promotion on TV. Showing it to the world, your clothing line. So yeah, that's a deal. Jeff, we got, we got. Tell brother Jeff, we got him, and I would appreciate that because any any promotion right now. We I just seen uh, last week Bill Bellamy had a t shirt on. He was on on uh, Instagram. I said, oh man, I didn't because I don't know Bill, but the lady that I, that's my partner, right, right, right. Her name is Okira. Uh, she has her own clothing line as well. She gave him some stuff, and he started rocking. I said, "Man, this is amazing to well, see." I, you know, boy, that Bill, Bill by my side now. For Ernest, Ernest Paul can look good on Rashawn now. I got a million yeah, followers now. I got a million followers. If I got to sell myself, <laughs> I cook on my TikTok video. I got forty-one thousand followers there cooking now. I do it for you. I wear a t-shirt because I always wear suits when I do my TikTok cooking because that's how that's my, my lamo. Oh, but I, I put on Ernest Paul for you there, brother. I'm gonna send you some t-shirts. I'm gonna send you a sweatshirt. Send you a hoodie. Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. But again, the bigger picture is Jeff Jenkins. I want to get it to him so we can rock your stuff on his show, which is on Nat Geo, man. But I like we we, we're 26 minutes, uh, Warren. We've just been talking, man, and I just want I don't want to hold you any longer because I the the, you your daughter in spell, but she's in spell, but now so I got you now. I got you. I got you. When you come down here, I cook all the time here. I can't cook like your grandfather, but I can cook. (laughs) You gonna come down here? We gonna cook a meal, and if Erica's in town, we gonna come down and do it, but brother. I'm just glad we finally got to talk. You know. I love Erica to death, but I always wanted to sit down and talk to you, man. And where you at in life, man, is a beautiful place. And thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass, okay? Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, Warren. We talk soon, man.